Show 23 of the Cloth Diver Podcast is dedicated to the very sensitive topic of poop. The Cloth Diaper Podcast is a weekly show dedicated to everything cloth diaper. We talk with brands, retailers, and parents from around the world about cloth diapering. My name is Bailey. I am the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. I'm also on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook doing all things cloth diaper. And today's show is a special show. We recorded this long time ago as I do. So Liz from Common Crazy is joining me today to talk about poop. Common Crazy is a cloth diaper store located in the United States. She will tell you all about it in her wonderful introduction, but we thought we would talk about one very important conversation, and that is, what do we do with poop and cloth diapers? And what is that whole discourse there around poop and cloth diapering? This might be a show for you if you're curious about more, you want to learn, you're interested in having this, this chat. There will be show notes, as always, at clawtaperpodcast.com slash show23. I am terrible at keeping my show notes up to date, but because I am going for foot surgery this year, fun new personal life update, I will probably have a chance to update all of my show notes by the end of the year because I will be spending the entire summer on bed rest. Regardless, here is today's show. We're very new. I'm Liz, and I own Cloth Diaper Retailer Common Crazy. And we started our company because we all have one thing in common as parents is that we're all a little crazy. And <laughs> my husband and I, um, we loved shopping for things for our children and finding fun things that we thought that they would like. And as they got older, I realized that I really liked baby things and became completely obsessed with seeing babies and cute things. So um, I started our retail store online and we have since moved into a storefront. I'd like to say that we specialize in the cloth diaper lifestyle. So my goal is to have all clothes that go well with cloth diapers. So a little bit bigger in the bombs, a little bit of extra room around the tummy so that you can get those cloth diaper babies um, covered up and happy. <laughs> the cloth diaper lifestyle. That is a good saying, especially since I know anybody who's listening who lives the cloth diaper lifestyle is automatically going, yeah, I know yeah. what that means, right? So where's your store located in Michigan? We are on the sunny shores of Lake Michigan um, in northwest Michigan in Ludington. It's a very small town, but we are the town that the large barge comes across from Wisconsin called the USS Badger. So you can actually take a barge over from Milwaukee over to our town and come over and hang out on our big beach and everything. So it's a beachfront um, seasonal town. And we're right downtown. Yes. Cool. Cool. And so you don't have any kids in diapers then anymore. You're past that phase. I don't. My daughter went through diapers so quickly. And it's one of those anecdotes of cloth diapering is I just got good at it. And then she potty trained herself. And you're like, now I have all these adorable diapers and nobody to put them in. I I feel you. My second daughter, she turns two in February. And this weekend, she potty trained herself. I just (laughs) dropped her off in underwear. It's like... 
but I have just really got good at this. <laughs> Super exciting, but at the same time, really sad because you're like, oh, I'm such a pro and nobody needs me. You know, bring other people's babies. So Exactly. So today we're going to talk about poop. Yes. Because you said that was your favorite subject. Um, so how did you deal with poop when you were cloth diapering? What was your strategy? Trial and error. Um, constant trial and error. Uh, the biggest thing that I had to run into was that I was afraid of poop and I didn't want to touch it. I didn't want to know about it. I didn't want to smell it. I didn't want to touch it. And as you know, as a parent, you don't have a choice. Um, no matter what type of tapering you do, you're going to touch poop. It's a reality of life. So one of the things I had to do was really kind of build myself up like you are the poop warrior and you know that you're going to conquer poop <laughs> by learning as much as you can about it and trying everything that you read on every cloth diaper blog ever because there's a whole bunch of us out there um, yeah. offering up advice and information so it's just like you got to be like the queen of poop you just gotta say i'm a poop warrior and i'm gonna handle this poop every day because your kid's gonna poop every day i feel like that could make a really good meme <laughs> That would be fantastic. We do need more that. poop memes, yeah. Yeah. The fear of poop. My husband refused to change poopy diapers because I, he's gotten over it, but at the beginning, he was definitely the most phobic poop person I'd ever seen in my life. There is, like, this massive fear around poop, isn't there? And I don't, I don't really get it. And as the children get, over, get older, you start to deal with, like, kid poop and you're like oh the days of baby poop i'd take baby poop in a second if i could not deal with my four-year-old that still poops in his pants you know like if i could just not deal with like real kid poop i'd go back to breastfed poop in a moment um that's kind of the, something you don't realize at the time i know right i was i just even like if you're in any of those cloth diaper facebook groups that's always people are just like i'm so scared of the poop and it's like a massive fear thing I, I don't remember being that terrified of poop. But three years later, I just dunk and swish and wash my hands. Exactly. Washing your hands is the big one. The biggest thing, though, I go to a lot of parent groups and birth groups, and I talk to parents a lot. And one of the things they say is, I don't want to cloth diaper because I don't want to deal with poop. And one of the first things I say is, you'll deal with less poop when you cloth diaper. Um, yeah. I did not deal with things like blowouts, in their hair, poop, it would, which we did the couple of times that we used disposables. Those things are like plastic bags. They just slide right up the back and into their hair and all over their clothes. I touched so much poop the couple of times I dealt with disposables. And I think that that's kind of anecdotal, but I would like to believe that our nice, wonderful cotton diapers do a really nice job containing poop. Especially so the elastic. Like you can't beat real elastic at the end exactly. of the day. Exactly. Like you can't. And I don't even know where that kind of discourse came from in society that suddenly cloth diapering is all about poop and disposable diapering is some sort of magical poop hider. Well, they have made the rule now that um, disposable diaper companies need to have on all of their packages that feces needs to go into the toilet regardless, that it shouldn't be going into our landfills. Because yeah. when you take a fecal material and you place it inside of plastic and then usually place it inside of another plastic bag it really just cooks in its own juices inside of our landfills and it's it's an environmental hazard really um that they're starting to have to deal with on a grand scale as people are throwing thousands and thousands of diapers away um you know we deal with overpopulation and we deal with 
you know, plastics and all these things, but then you add poop into it and it's, it's a little scary considering that our water comes from below ground. My understanding is for the most part, a modern landfill should be able to handle the human feces disease issue, but modern landfills are susceptible to failing. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's never going to be perfect, even though mm-hmm. they're like designed to really hold in all that bad, yucky stuff that we throw away we shouldn't. So there's different types of poop, right? So there's breastfed poop, formula poop, solid poop, in between poops. What else is there? That's about it. Yeah, I usually categorize it into kind of the, the four, uh, the four big types. So um, the very first one is your newborn, your meconium poop. Oh, yeah. Okay. I forgot about that poop. Yeah, like you know, churned up, black, really sticky poop that gets on everything your baby touches for the first three days. Um, and that stuff is nasty to deal with because it's so sticky and dark and full of just all the stuff that was gestating with them. And one of the things that I tell people about that poop is put it behind you. Uh, you know, you don't want to think about it a lot. You just have to get through it. So um, I know that a lot of parents receive a pack of disposable diapers at their baby shower and they go, oh, we're cloth diapering. Save them. Use them. Don't even get that stuff on your diapers. I cloth diapered my meconium poop and it was just fine. Oh, really? See, I have nightmares still about my daughter's first poop and having to sit at our utility sink with a toothbrush and baking soda to get that out. Oh my goodness, it's seen my diapers to no end. No way. I only had one poop, one meconium poop. Like my kids just only ever done much. Yeah. And it came right out in the wash. No problem. My, like my grove, I didn't even use a liner. I just had put on a Grovia newborn and no problems. See, I'm going to quote you in my, I'm I'm currently writing a post about poop and I'm going to say for some people, Bailey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that can be sometimes this challenging conversation about poop. So you and I both had totally different experiences with meconium poop. Exactly. The same can go with the other three types of poop you're going to list here, right? Yes. So the second type of poop is my favorite type and that's breastfed poop um, because it is awesome. It doesn't smell bad. It is somewhat watery, not quite solid. And the best part of it is that it's water soluble. And water soluble poop is a bomb when it comes to poop. Like I wish adults could have water soluble poop. (laughs) Right in the washing machine, it washes out. It's fantastic. It doesn't stain, it doesn't cause trouble. It is like the best way. Everyone should be on a liquid diet of just amazing mother's milk and we'd all be good. Like it's the best. And you usually have that for anywhere from when the baby's born until they're six, seven months old and you add food in. Some people wait until a year to add food. It just all depends on when you start allowing baby to have something other than a liquid diet. Um, But I loved breastfed poop. Um, Oh yeah, I miss breastfed poop. (laughs) (laughs) And then um, our third- It's like when when you have your second child and you're cloth diapering again and you're like, oh, I forgot how easy this was. You just- like it kind of smelled sweet and like so I can smell it like from a distance like oh the baby pooped in that so jovial like their body is doing exactly what they're supposed to do and it almost makes you happy you're like oh my baby's healthy and they're pooping breastfed poop's awesome it's and you don't you don't appreciate it until you get to solid poop yeah how good it was how good you had it and um, if you introduced formula at any time then you would switch over to the solid poop 
designation as well. That's a good thing to note, though. Like, if you start adding, like supplementing with formula or um, rice cereal or anything like that, you move into the third type, which would be your formula solid poop. And that poop requires a little bit more preparation before you can wash those diapers. The biggest difference is, is that that poop needs to go into the toilet. It's not going to wash away in your washing machine. So what I tell people is you've got to um, make a decision whether you're a dunker or a sprayer before you get to the formula solid poop. And Bailey, do you know the, the difference between a dunker and a sprayer? <laughs> Are you a dunker or a sprayer? Like the type of poop? Are you a dunker or I'm a, a I'm a dunker. Mm. I had a sprayer and I hated it. See, that's what yeah, I hear. So. Yeah. I love the sprayer idea, but I'm a dunker and uh, a dunker and a swisher, I guess. Yeah, that's the best way to deal with that poop. And that's, this is the poop you deal with, like, for the longest. You know, the, yeah. the solid poop. Because you'll get anything from, you know, hard poop to, you know, to kind of soft, almost grown-up-y poop. And, you know, you, you learn to deal with that one the most because you start to see patterns in your child. So you'll, you'll know, like, if they're getting kind of spitty, that your poop is going to be a little bit stickier. Or if they've had a ruddy nose, you're going to get it a little bit waterier. So it just all depends. And I always designate a fourth type of poop, which actually falls like, it's like a 3A, really. <laughs> like sick kid poop. Sick kid poop. And I was wondering what your fourth poop was going to be, because I was like running through my options, and I was like, hmm, what is she going to do for sick kid poop? That is probably the worst type of poop. Oh, see, because it runs the gamut, uh, the gambit from being really, really sticky, like peanut butter poop, as I call yeah. it when lovely poor parents walk into my store and I say, how's your kid pooping? And then we discuss peanut butter poop. Because um, peanut butter poop gets on everything and it's super sticky and it, it's the one that causes rashes. Yeah. And then you go all the way down to your, you know, your horrible diarrhea poop the first time your kid gets a stomach virus. And, you, you know, it's so watery. So you deal with those two. It's so watery you don't want to take the diaper off. because Exactly. Like, it's, it's just like going to roll out. <laughs> exactly. And that's when you get out, like, your waterproof, like, you know, crib mattress and everything to do the diaper changes. Because you just can't deal with it. Yeah, in the sink. So. Just change you in the bathtub. Exactly. Oh, my yeah. goodness. I don't know how many times I, I've taken off my kids' clothes in the bathtub. So I'm like, it's just going to be a mess. We're just going to deal with this full on. We're just going to do shower. So in your conversations with with people, have you ever heard of people who have been able to formula poop like it's water soluble? Because I have. So I've had people tell me that they can, that it hasn't caused them any trouble. Um, but I do know that you know the designation from most um, persons and most diaper companies, honestly, is that once you introduce any sort of food that's not fully liquid, that you it ought to go into the toilet. So yeah. Well, depends on you know what type and your baby's digestive system and I think it's really each individual baby because the one the couple of moms that I've met they've said like they've had one kid out of three kid who had like this beautifully water soluble formula poop but the rest of them and that you could just tell and that she's like I couldn't tell you Bailey why or how you could tell another person besides you could just like it was just like a mama instinct I knew that that was gonna wash out fine exactly bred by experience yeah yeah. And I think that was probably it. These were more experienced moms and they were like, there's just this one kid and she just had this beautiful poop no matter how I fed her. 
I was like, okay, I don't really know how you could tell that besides just reinforcing like everybody's poop experience is going to be different. I love the designation of beautiful poop. That's fantastic. <laughs> That's what the only moms say because you're like, my kid's pooping beautifully today. It's really going well. It's oh, my second kid is a beautiful pooper. She's she just has a gorgeous. I don't have to. I just have to plop. It's just ploppable poop. I love ploppable. That's that sound, and you're like, yep, that was all of it. Nothing I have to deal with now. Yeah, and as long as you don't let them sit down, you're good. I agree. And get the kids lots of fiber. Big thing. Oh, yeah. And water. I always find that water is the best oh, way to help breed poopable poop. So yeah. if we don't have ploppable poop, there's a couple ways we can deal with poop, right? So we can use diaper yeah. sprayers, fleece liners, disposable liners, duck and swish. Is there anything and else? I, I know some people um, swear by using those... Um, silicone hand covers they're called like diaper dogs so you can really oh. get down into the toilet i'm not big into accessories personally but i have a couple dad friends who say that they use um all-in-ones and they toss those little silicone i think they're called diaper dogs and you put them right over your fingers and that way you can really like get your arm down into the toilet and really dump and swish and they love them just how, how into the toilet are people getting i just i don't know I, I think it all depends all your style, you know, yeah. uh, some, I have a dad friend who honestly um, dunks every single one of his, just his child's urine peas, the urine diapers, because he doesn't like the smell of urine staying in a diaper. So wow. he like rinses and swishes and does all this and they have beautifully fluffy, awesome diapers. So oh. I don't knock his ways of handling things. It's a lot of work for a mom who's got more than one kid at home. Yeah. But, my dead style is to just i usually just put the diaper in the toilet and i come back five minutes later and it's yeah like soaked and so i just and have to give right it a little shake and then i'm done i like to time out my kids poop when they were little with when we'd be at a store because they had those commercial toilets and it would just strip the poop right off you know you just you'd, you'd start the flush and then you'd put the diaper in it as long as it didn't suck the diaper down that thing was clean Oh, so like a built-in sprayer. Uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> I know that sounds insane, but like if you can go to the mall and use that, you know, that <laughs> commercial toilet that they've got for the employees. Lowe's has a really nice, nice uh, flush capacity. So. I, had a, I had a lot of envisions of where this conversation would go today, and it was, it was not to Lowe's. It was not to Lowe's. But we have a Lowe's now in Prince George, and if I ever have a poopy underwear, I will know where to go. Oh, yeah, poopy. I still used um, my diaper liners in my toddler's underwear for a while. So that so I didn't kind of, deal with that. What kind of liner did you use and how did you make liners work with your life? Because I honestly really struggle with liners. I forget to put them in. I find that they don't give enough coverage. I just... So I really like, and this is a brand plug because, it, you know, they're the ones Go I sell it. and I like them. Um, We've used a couple different types, but the Sweet Pea makes a very large liner, Sweet Pea diapers. Their diaper liner is I, it's about 10 and a half inches long and five inches wide. And it really covers the entire inside of the diaper. And I really like theirs. And uh, those are the disposables. But then what I did was I had some leftover fleece from a um, project I had done a Halloween costume and took it and cut it into four inch wide by 11 inch long strips and then washed them really well so they were really fluffy. And that's what I used. And I'll tell you, they saved me more trouble because fleece 
captures everything. None of the solids go through, but as soon as you flip it inside out, oh, it just all drops right off. It's fantastic. That's sometimes the reason why I want to use pocket diapers yes. just for that fleece liner. But even when I was using those four inch fleeces, I never, I don't know, maybe my kid just had the wrong type of poop. I always found that like it still got underneath or the fleece liner would move around. Is I doing something wrong? Well, like I say, it's all trial and error. And so it could, you could honestly just have a kid that has a really, you know, scoochy butt that likes to like, when they're about to poop, you know, scooch around until they get that liner out of where it's supposed to be. Because the problem is kids do it, do everything that's not in the book. So, you know, the, the liners are supposed to work, but that kid does not want it to happen. Because the other thing you could do, um, if you're experiencing something like that, is to put a snap on your liners, you know, and try to, you know, snap it into the back of your diaper. Because I know some people put snaps so that they can put doublers in and things. Um, so if you could snap a liner in or even sew it into, you know, pockets or all-in-ones. I personally used um, pre-folds. So yeah, I, I'm a pre-fold uh, family. Yeah, yeah. Because the other option, I guess, the only other option I could see would be to make the um, make the liner twice as, as wide and yeah. actually, like wrap it around the back. Like, so it was almost like sandwiching, almost like a maxi pad. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen people from going like the contour fleece. Yeah, I could yeah. see that working out really well just because it wouldn't be able to scooch around or even making them twice as long so that they wrap around the back you know yeah i mean we're all through it but i always wondered if i was doing something wrong because i was like these just don't really work well for me i'm cleaning up just as much mess <laughs> well i guess that's the thing is being a parent is so much trial and error and cloth diapering just adds a whole nother level of well what did i do and then you want to question your kid and say what did you do what, did, what is up with your poop but yeah. it seems like you got through it relatively unscathed I did. I bought a sprayer and you know what? Those sprayers are expensive. So I tend not to recommend them. Yeah. That. I bought a sprayer and it was kind of fun. It was like the novelty for the first month. And then it was like, this is a lot of work to pull out the sprayer. And then if you don't turn the sprayer off every time you can get bathroom leaks and I'm a mom and even the three cups of coffee, I'm still really easy to forget. So we had a few bathroom floods and then I was like, nope, we're taking this thing off because I'm exactly. tired of flooding my bathroom every other day when I cannot remember the simple task. And that's a relatively common story too. And I've heard from some people that even properly installed, they have trouble with um, water pressure with the sprayer and then making a mess with the sprayer. So like, I think for some of my cloth diaper friends, they put it on their registry and they say, if someone buys it for me, I'll toss it on. And then we discuss the joys of, you know, Duncan Swish. Yeah. And a lot, most parents, I think, come around to Duncan Swish because washing your hands is not difficult. So you just go ahead, get it done, put the diaper into your diaper bag or your hamper, and you move, and you wash your hands, you move on. I um, mean, you're washing your hands regardless. Every so time anyway, yeah. Why not just get them actually dirty? <laughs> that was kind of my thought. And lately, I've been, when people have asked me, it's like, just, just get, just, it's okay to get dirty. I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Antibacterial soap is a thing. You're going to use it. I know. We did. Um, I always kept hand sanitizer on the side of my changing table and then also antibacterial soap in my bathroom. And it was like, peep, you know, with pee, we get the uh, hand sanitizer until I could get to the bathroom. And then with poop, it was like, man, move through the steps so I can get that nice antibacterial soap foaming up on my hands so I can go back to playing with baby. 
Yeah. As a mom, you wash your hands so much. As a parent, you wash your hands so much because you just touch so many gross things. Everything is wet and sticky. So you (laughs) just poop is just one of those things. (laughs) It is. It's totally just one of those uh, like life things that if I guess if you've never had kids, you're just like, it's a big, it's a huge fear. You're like, Mm -hmm. I have to deal with someone else's poop, but uh, yeah. I would rather deal with poop than vomit. So I was about to say that. I was going to say the first time your kid pukes like solid vomit on you, you're like, I'll, I'll take poop because yeah. vomit is the worst. There's almost nothing worse than vomit, especially somebody else's. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, somebody else's vomit. And somebody else's vomit that you can't like control. And like, they're just, it's just, it's, yeah. I guess that would be the, I guess we didn't really discuss the one other way to handle poop, which is elimination communication. Um, One of my friends likes to tell me that she never had to deal with a poop because she communicated so well with her newborn. And so that's really the only other way to avoid dealing with poop is knowing when your child's going to eliminate and take them to either their potty or their toilet and let them poop into the toilet. And I have a friend who did disposable diapers and she took that route with her kid in disposable diapers as well. Exactly. Yeah. Just really, her daughter, I feel like her daughter was very much like willing to communicate and that really helped with the elimination communication is like that, just your child, like the right child. Exactly. And all kids are so different. Yeah. You know, I almost I, want my friend to have another kid so I can be like, let's see if this one does it too. Because yeah. you love watching people succeed, but it's almost fun to watch people fail too. So you're like, maybe, maybe this one. Right. Because I look at my two kids. My first one, he pooped in his underwear until like four months ago. And my second, she's always been like at a year, she would tell us when she needed to poop and she would go to the potty and she would do that natural elimination communication exactly. thing. Yeah. So they're so different. Um, so I thought that the last great conversation to have with poops is stains because this yes. is also a huge conversation. What's your stain strategy? Do you care about stains? Do you treat them? I care about stains so ridiculously much. Um, really? I see cloth diapers as like an investment. And I know this is silly, like, cause I am like totally like laid back about a lot of things, but I was insane about my diapers because one, I knew I was going to have more than one kid and I was not going to deal with yet nasty stained diapers with the second one. And two, I had bought some real pricey ones and I was selling those suckers. And, you know, I was not going <laughs> to let them end up in the landfill because nobody would buy them with stains. So um, the first thing I got really good at was doing my laundry frequently and not letting them sit for, I mean, at most two days. Um, Oh yeah. That's huge. I found, I found a week old diaper the other day. That thing Mm -hmm. is stained. Yeah. There's, there's no coming back from it. You know, like you're going to be sitting there, not no coming back for it, but there's a lot you're going to have to do. And so like learning not to leave the diaper bag, if you have a hatchback in your trunk, while you run to do something because it's just gonna, I mean, I know that sounds gross, but it's just gonna cook right into that, that material and you are gonna have a heck of a time getting that stain out. Yeah, Especially that's what happened with that smart product. Have, oh, um, spinach, um, strawberries, oh, you just- Blueberries. Blueberries, yes. And so one of the big things is washing it as frequently as you can. So if you can do a load of cloth paper laundry every night, do it. If you can do a load of cloth paper laundry every other night, fine. Don't let it go two or three days uh, if, you can, if you can manage it. The second thing that I did 
um, that I recommend highly is that all cloth diaper companies are okay with this and that is sunning your diapers. Oh yeah. Getting them out in the sun, it's got antibacterial qualities in addition to having stain removing qualities. Get them out there in the sun. If you have a sunny window, I mean it's winter, we're in Michigan here, so a nice sunny window where they can just sit for a while. Once they're dry, it lightens them up so much. Um, the third thing would be using liners when you know your kid's going to be having birthday cake, let's say, and you have no idea what's going to be in it. You know, you're like it could have red dye number five and this and that and all this stuff is just going to go right through into their poop. You know, toss a liner on there, you know, just do your best to try not to let that even get on it. Red dye is really bad. Yeah. I've had a really red diaper. Or also if somebody tries to dye their cupcakes black, yes. that's also a really good way to stain your diapers. And Pedia, I don't know if you've had this experience, but Pedialyte um, puts no. some colorings in their grape that my children love the grape. Um, but oh my gosh, I don't know what the coloring is that they use, but it leaves like this residue on my diaper. So I would, I would, anytime they were dehydrated and the doctor's like Pedialyte, I'm like, clear Pedialyte. No, no oh, colors. Like but, when they pee even? Oh yeah. It would come right out. It was like this like hot like um neon yellow day glow color and it would just stay out oh, made me insane but i mean you gotta take care of your kids but buy the dye free stuff huh. and I, uh, i'm pretty yeah. laid back when it comes to stains i just let my diapers get stained and i just i find that they just wash out eventually over time <laughs> yes they do I, and that that is a very zen way to look at things is yeah. not be worried about the things in the immediate i worry yeah. about things in the immediate a lot uh, <laughs> that's that's fine and people don't know also, right now it is the dead of winter but you can just plop those things up in the window exactly and they will sun out too i should really do that with that smart bottoms this might be a good science experiment it yeah. is very stained maybe we'll do some science because i have done um baking soda powder mixes um just depending on the warranty of the diaper company too i know there's a lot of like faqs on a lot of the websites Oh yeah, and say, you know, am I going to avoid my warranty if I use baking soda? Am I going to avoid my warranty if I use white vinegar in the rinse? Um, I've recommended that to a couple people. Like, just check, make sure it doesn't void it. And even, you know, some people are like, I bought them used. Doesn't really matter to me. Um, making a little paste of baking soda and water, and like using a toothbrush, you can put it right on there and try to clean it up like while it's still before you wash it the first time. And then you toss it in your washing machine and do um, like a long or yeah, like a nice 40 minute long cold rinse and then a short cold wash and then a long hot wash and then a rinse with a quarter cup of white vinegar and then a second rinse. Most of the time they come out so white you can't even believe that they've ever been used. Really? Uh, I mean, you kind of lost me and I'm going to have to re-go through that step because it felt like a long and I was like, where is she going? Yeah, well, I, I wrote it up on my, it's on my blog too. So if you forget. Okay, I'll uh, go link that in the show notes and I'll go <laughs> check it out. Uh, well, because now that we're done potty training, now that we're done diapers, I could probably just, it's probably time to get rid of those stains and then have some pretty nice diapers for my. Exactly. So that when you do your baby laundry as you get ready, you're like, oh my goodness, look at how pretty they are. Well, I can't have any more kids, but I have a beautiful stash in my office. There you go. I can look at. Okay, I'm going to have to try your tea trick because I got, I have a lighthouse kids that's like stained beyond belief. Mm -hmm. And my bum genius elementals, anything that's natural fiber really in yes. my stash because natural fibers just love stains. Yes. And that's, and people should know, like if you're listening and you've never dealt with poop, like stains are normal. 
Yes. It doesn't are. mean your, it doesn't mean your wash routine sucks. It just means. That. And it doesn't mean the diaper's sturdy. That's why no. I go to a lot with parents is it's, it, if, if there's a smell of, of ammonia, you need to rinse them. But if there's a stain, yellow, brown, green, if they're not dirty, you can smell it and you can tell if it's still dirty coming out of the wash, but stains happen. Can't like, if poop's not flaking off, it's not yeah, dirty. It's not just dirty, a stain. Yeah. So many dirty. things that we have dyes and colorings in them and it just stays behind. It's unfortunate, but it's the reality. <laughs> yeah. And especially if you're using a detergent without natural whiteners or brighteners or whatever, if you're using a natural detergent, you'll definitely get more staining. I, I, I found, um, I know I switched over to a powdered detergent when I started cloth diapering and I really liked it because um, it was like a baking soda powder and I really liked it. But I think cloth diapering parents have to look at, you know, so many things when they make decisions on detergent. So if it's not working with one, you might want to check. I know there's like several websites that have recommendations mm -hmm. for which to use with what type of diapers. And I think, like I said earlier, trial and error is going to be your best friend when it comes to poop. And that's, that's like really, it is, it's, it's a lot of trial and error, which does feel very frustrating, but it can also like, if you embrace it, like it can be kind of fun. Yeah. You'd be that poop warrior, right? Exactly. You just have to <laughs> embrace it. And then you can talk about poop with strangers frequently. You know, that's what I do all the time. I go to parent shows and craft shows and people are like, that's the lady that talks about poop very loudly. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> I'm from Cleveland, so I'm kind of loud and um, big Italian family. So if you don't talk loud, you're going to get left behind. I think the only other thing that I would say is like if you're start to have rashes oh, yeah. due to poop, um, one of the big things is change it as soon as they poop. Um, I know it's really hard sometimes because you're like living life and doing things. The number one thing you can do for your child is to have them have some signal for you, whether you use hand signals or um, like they can, I know my one friend's child actually walks to the bathroom like doesn't have to tell her that they're pooping, but like, yes, mommy, I pooped. Um, because if they sit in that, in that feces for very long, you're going to get a rash. And that's just awful to deal with for the poor baby's bottom. Uh -huh. And so like, that's the biggest thing is with cloth, you've got to change them frequently, have some signal, have some, you and your partner together, you know, take it on, you know, check them every 40 minutes until you know what kind of their schedule is. Cause the last thing a child needs is a little red bottom. Yeah. And uh, my kids definitely get rashes from sitting in poop. And yeah. if you've ever, I guys, if you're listening and you know, like we've all made that mistake. Oh, everyone has. Child sit in a poopy diaper diaper for like an hour. Cars are the enemy of of children. You know, they drink a bunch or they have a snack and then they poop and you're they fall asleep and then you get oh, to yeah. up and it's just awful and you just feel so bad. Grab your liner, grab your coconut oil, smother that butt and put the liner in and let their poor little bottom deal with it. It's just I know. Once at bedtime Anna was so miserable. And I was like, I don't get it again. We'll get, she's like, I don't get it. Maybe she's just being miserable because that's how she really is. And then in the morning when she woke up, it was like caked on poop. Yeah. Was like, awesome. Mom of the year. Terrible, war. Like, terrible. And, and her bum looks terrible. And she was like so distraught. But sometimes you just don't know. And poop happens. I mean, it's just every single day kids poop. And if they're not pooping yeah. every day, your pediatrician's going to ask you what's wrong with them. So, you know, you've got to embrace the fact that several times a day you're going to check to see if your child pooped and at least once a day you're probably going to have to deal with that poop. So. And you'd be doing that whether or not you were disposable diapering or cloth diapering. Regardless, exactly. That is just parenting. <laughs> just parenting. Just parenting. So what is your biggest piece of advice you would give a new mom or any mom listening? Uh, be flexible. 
I tell this to everybody I talk to, um, parenting is not ride or die. Um, the number one thing that you can do for your child is seek out solutions and be open to where it leads you. Because for some people, um, they're gonna find a solution that's gonna work for them for a long time and for others, you're just gonna keep searching. And as long as we can be supportive of each other and ourselves especially, um, we'll be more successful in the end. Yeah. That's great advice. All right, so where can we find Common Crazy and what we, do you carry in your store? Oh, yes. Where do you find uh, you online? Our, our, our website is commoncrazy.com, so relatively easy, spelled just yeah. the way it sounds. And that's where you'll find both the blog uh, and the store. And I carry two lines of cloth diapers in the store. Both are meant to be affordable. Uh, my goal was that I could get someone cloth diapered from birth to pie training, to pie training for $125. Oh. So my goal is to make it super affordable. Um, we go all the way up to about, you know, we have some higher end things, but not super. Um, just because my whole goal is to get quality items in the hands of parents that can use them without breaking their bank accounts. Uh, I also carry a full line of clothing, including Doodle Pants, which is a company that makes specifically cloth diaper friendly clothes. Okay. And I love them, and they're fantastic and fun and whimsical. And then I carry a whole line of handmade items as well that are made by yours truly. So just you can check that out on the web, commoncrazy.com. Or if you're in the mood to come to a beautiful beach town, uh, Lyington, Michigan is just up the coast of Lake Michigan from Grand Rapids. So a quick four-hour drive from Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) Four-hour drive. Or fly into Detroit and drive five hours. We're not too far. So... Uh, it's a beautiful town, and I love my tiny store. Uh, you, if you blink, you'd miss it. I'm only about 500 square feet, but it's me and my sewing machine and, you know, the will to do crazy things. That was a hearty conversation about poop, if I have ever had one. So I hope you enjoyed this show. If you know somebody who has questions about poop and cloth diapering, this might be a great episode to send to them, to let them know exists, and introduce them to the Cloth Diaper Podcast. If you've wanted to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast at all, and you want to share any type of story, or you just want to talk to me about something you're passionate about, whether it's textiles, whether it's poop, whether it's pee, whether it's stripping, whether it's... I don't know. There's so many different amazing topics. This is a great example of something that we can do together and collab on. I will be going for foot surgery at an unknown date, so if there is a topic, get on it. Send me an email. I will be doing recordings and probably pushing them out two, three, four months later as things evolve with my surgery date. You can follow the Cloth Diaper Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and that's about it. No Twitter. Sorry, guys. And send me an email, bailey at clothhyperpodcast.com if you want to work together, have any questions, or want to know more. Until next time, bye.